Hi, and welcome to the Two Weird Hungry Girls podcast. I'm Phoebe of Phoebe's Pure Food, and this is my co-host, Tracy Beaky. Hey, Tracy Beaky. Hey, Phoebe Kanekis. And we are coming to you from the People Chronicles studio at the Crown Plaza, which is the kind of the center of the uh, story universe in Berks County and beyond. And we're so excited to be a part of it. Um, and we're also excited that you joined us for another episode of The Two Weird Hungry Girls. And we are two unapologetically cheeky chicks laughing cheeky. and eating our way through life. Yes, we are cheeky. Cheeky. So this should be fun today because oh, I made yes. you a special cocktail. Yes. Tell me what's in this cocktail. It is delicious. And you like gin, right? I, you know, I... I'm coming around to gin again. Mm-hmm. I guess it, over the last three or four years, I could say. I've been coming around to gin. Mm-hmm. Um, but not just, like, I like um, that real aromatic kind of Hendrix gin that, that's got that kind of, I don't know what that is going on there. But herbal. Herbal. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's herbal. And this, I don't know, you have to tell me about this cocktail. It's very delicious and very fragrant. And Well, we're thinking spring. So oh, yeah. I love my lavender. Like, lavender is the one thing I love to plant in the garden. And rosemary. I love lavender and rosemary. Mm -hmm. So this is, it's called Wiggle. The gin is called Wiggle. Well, the producer is called Wiggle. So it's called Wiggle's Ginever. Ginever. Mm -hmm. And it's organic. Yeah, it's organic. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to pronounce this incorrectly. Uh Uh-oh. Ginever? Genevieve? It's Ginevieve. How Let's spell that? it. Let's spell it for our listening audience. Wiggles or Wiggles. Gin, Genevieve. Wait. Geneva? Oh. But this. G-I-N-E-V-E-R. Mm-hmm. Style gin. Geneva mm-hmm. style gin. The label's beautiful. Huh, it is and beautiful. I like the gin. The bottle's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe one of our listeners can Google Geneva and drop us a note what that actually means. Yeah. We should find out. Um, I feel the, really bad because I was there. I oh, you were. Yes, oh, wow. What was that there. like? It was I a distillery? To oh, to make it like this is totally what Phoebe does. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we were out in Pittsburgh and we were out in the Strip District. It is called the Strip District. Sometimes I want to call it the Red Light District. <laughs> That's a different <laughs> kind of strip. <laughs> the Strip District. <laughs> and we saw a sign for Wiggle Distillery. And um, we did a tour well, we, d- we didn't have a chance to do, like, the full tour, uh-huh. but the woman that was there is the mother of um, the owner. It's a small family-owned business, and they distill their own whiskey and gin, and they also make their own aromatic bitters. So the bitters I used in this cocktail are rosemary, lavender bitters that they make on the premises. That's what that was? Yeah. I saw you, like, mixing this up, and if there's a place we can post a picture, I have yeah. a good... A good picture of uh, my pal Phoebe oh, yeah. here being the mixologist. <laughs> but I thought it was, I actually honestly thought it was like lavender oil that mm-hmm. you were throwing in it's there. It's beautiful. But it's, that's their bitters. Yeah. And they make Ooh. it on the premises. So nice. I was really excited to find it. Dan um, played along and let me sit for a while and talk. So when we go out in, um, I think we're going to go back out in April sometime Can this you record month. it? I would love to. Yeah. Um, and I hope I can do a tour, and I hope I can take a class because they t- they do classes on how to um, use the bitters. I don't think they teach you how to make them, but mm-hmm. it's a class about bitters, and I don't oh, know nice. a lot about bitters. Right. So I'm just learning too. Very cool. I bought that book. What's it called? Um, 
It's a green book. Mm-hmm. It's green. It, mm-hmm. Amy Stewart wrote it. Um, Anybody? Mm-hmm. Maybe one of our listeners like can Google. <laughs> maybe Phoebe, who's reading the book, might remember the name of the title. Yeah, I don't know. Is it a, is it a book a, about gin, about bitters, no, about cocktails? It's a book about all of the herbs that are used to make um, alcohol or liquors or liqueurs. Why don't why don't we What is um, wrong with me? I don't know. Maybe it's like the I have cocktail. like I have like the mind of like I don't even know like a squirrel has a better brain that can retain more information than I can. At least they know where they put their nuts. I, yeah. I don't even know where I was yesterday. <laughs> Seriously. What's the name of the book? I don't know. Okay. Anyway, you should read anyway. this book. Just Google Amy Stewart. Okay. I've Google obviously Amy. only read the first first okay. chapter. So Google Green Book by Amy Stewart. Yeah. But it's fascinating because she talks about like all of the herbs that are used. And that's, that's what That's cool though. No, seriously. I think they use like six or seven different different herbs or spices to make this gin. To make that gin. Yeah. I can definitely there's definitely herbs in there. It's um I don't know what that is, but it smells delicious made from scratch they're never going to want me to come out and like do a yeah tour you'll be for another tour and <laughs> an interview like, and they'll be like oh my oh, gosh you're that, that phoebe oh, no no thank you <laughs> you're full <laughs> there's no room for you anyway so i made this great cocktail with this beautiful gin there are aromatic bitters the lavender and rosemary and then i put cucumber mm, and i use mm-hmm. my own lavender buds to infuse a simple syrup i love lavender oh, nice. in a garden if you're going to put a garden in or even put a pot out mm-hmm. a good munstead Lavender is should come back from year after year. Munstead's the kind of Munstead. lavender, and they're easy to find. Usually, that varietal they sell a lot of in in the local stores. I think. Mm-hmm. Okay, Munstead lavender. Yes. Oh, oh, oh my gosh! What? I have the best memory. It turns out. Oh, what just happened? Oh my I gosh! I just light. remembered. I saw a flicker of light. <laughs> I remember the name of the book. Tell me. Oh my gosh! It's a miracle. <laughs> it's called the Drunken Botanist. Actually, you did tell me about that. See, I, I must have mentioned it one time and it stuck with me. <laughs> so very good. Very good. Yeah, The Drunken yeah. Botanist. Yeah, and yes. she's written a few other books, too. Um, something about, I don't know. Other Let's not. <laughs> we Let's won't go stick there. with The Drunken anyway, Botanist. <laughs> the way my no, mind works. Cool, so no, random. I, that's the kind of thing I think that's interesting. Yeah. So lavender, simple syrup, the gin, and... Yeah, so you should make this. I'll put a recipe up somewhere. I need a recipe. I can't just wing this one. This, But it smells delicious. Oh, my gosh. And I just had another delicious. light bulb moment. Oh, geez. The Is name of the other was? book that she wrote, it's called Wicked Plants. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I like her. Which I imagine our guest, we have a guest here today, you wouldn't have known. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> we were so excited about our cocktail. <laughs> but I imagine our guest has probably heard of this book, Wicked Plants. Yes, I have. So we have Nan back with us. Nan back with us by popular demand. By popular demand. You may remember Nan from a few weeks ago when um, you were talking about, oh, all I know is I left there wanting to plant a garden. And you and you went to the library and got a book. I did. A I planting went, I got book. Two, I got two library books about growing vegetables in your front yard because that's what I, I really, I've been inspired by Nan. She's, yeah. She's all things gardening. So this is Nan of Chubby Pickle Farms, and she has a fabulous Facebook page, and she'll keep you current all through the planting season and through the winter, too, with what to be growing, what to be doing with what you've grown, how to preserve it, and then how to keep it together during the cold winter icy months. So welcome, Nan. Hi, Nan. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me back. Thanks for coming back. So have you heard of that book? 
Yes, I, I absolutely have. Have you read it? I have not read it, and now I'm inspired because the drunken bonus <laughs> oh. is very appealing to me for some reason. <laughs> oh, that's so great. I'm so glad to inspire more um, cocktails or cocktail time. So, Nan, with all of the rain that we get in mm-hmm. April... I'm hoping that you can share with us some really great tips on how to have like the best blooms and get some garden growing in May. Like what can we be doing now or where should we be shopping or do you have like this gardener's list of stuff to have done? Oh, absolutely. Um, First of all, you always want to shop local. Um, Your big box stores are just bringing those things in from out of state. Sometimes we don't know where they're coming from. And if you go to your local um, greenhouses and I have two favorites, Um, The one I always speak about, which is Spring Garden Farms. Um, I post about them. They are, they're friends of mine. They are growing from seed. They even overwinter their bulbs. Oh. So they're not, what does that mean? They're they're off (laughs) seven. They're like, what? (laughs) They're off 724 heading toward Birdsboro. Mm -hmm. And what they do is um, they put the bulbs in and they actually grow them over winter in in, uh, depth in soil. In um, It's like a mulchy soil type. And then they dig them up and they pot them for you. Okay. That didn't come on a truck. They did that by hand. Wow. It's a lot of work. And it's, it's a, a family. Yeah. And it's a family run business. And um, this is a dying breed at this point. Is so it? I always like to um, make sure that we get to those centers. The other one would absolutely be Sugarbush Farms. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because they, I mean, they grow from seed and they, these people know their stuff. Mm-hmm. If you talk to these local gardeners, they know what grows. They've been growing. That's what they do. So they know what's happening and they know what you should be growing and they can give you some really great advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now with the, um, the other places where you would find things that like you're saying, they bring from mm-hmm. who knows where is, is it possible to this, this is the, the, the term um, native plants and things is it possible to buy something somewhere that is not a native plant and still have it grow or thrive? Yes, or do uh, we... Oh, yes. Do you know it, what, and it, we don't want to do that, What are a few right? of them? Like a few native plants. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Especially if they're living. Uh, elderberries are, are native here. Okay. Um, I forage elderberries, but you can get elderberry bushes and you can plant them um, if you have room for them. A lot of your berries are, are very native here. Um, but a lot of the problem with plants that don't belong here that aren't native that you can plant, sometimes they become invasive and that becomes an ecological problem. So it is always good to look at what's native. A, it's going to be easier for you to grow it. Um, and you're not going to have as many problems with pests and things like that. Mm. And you're not going to also be contributing to a problem, you know, um, when things become invasive. I mean, you have a huge problem. I happen to live between the river and the canal. And in the canal, there's a huge invasive problem with, um, I always say it wrong, lianthrus. And it's just taking over. Is it a vine or is it's it a, a flower? Oh, it's a beautiful purple flower. It's absolutely huh. beautiful. Mm-hmm. But it's taking over the canal. And oh. we also have some invasive bamboo in the canal, which I oh. I actually cut down and used for trellises. Yeah. <laughs> and uh-huh. I'm very thrifty. <laughs> I tell my friends, come by, I'll give you as much bamboo as you want. <laughs> And we go down and we cut it down and I, I lay it out for people to take because mm-hmm. you can, you pay a lot for bamboo and I'm yeah. trying to get rid of it. So mm-hmm. yeah. it, it can be a problem when you get into invasives. Mm-hmm. You, you really want to go with more of your natives. And if you're a, a first time gardener, you're going to have more success quickly. 
which is inspiring. That's yeah, that's good. So, and that's mm-hmm. the other. So that's the other reason to stay local, your local mm-hmm. nurseries, because they're not going to bring in something that's exactly. It just ain't natural. And it it's it's good to for the economy. It's good for everything. Mm-hmm. And if you talk to these people, you're going to get so much information that you're not going to get when you go to a big box. You know, they, they've grown these things from seed, you know, and you'll, you'll really get some good information. And Sugarbush hosts classes. I don't know when they start. We'll have to check their website, but they host classes too. Yeah. Yeah. They do all sorts of classes and they're, they're connected with many other vendors that are Mm -hmm. local. And, um, Uh it's a really good, uh, venue. I heard you say the M word. The M word? The M word. Mulch. Mulch, yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. So what do you think now. about, like, yeah, mulching? Because you had just mentioned, Tracy, that... Yeah, yeah. They're, they're putting down mulch, they're right? They're putting down mulch around where I um, where I work. And it's... You know, I came outside at lunchtime today, and you just get that, that smell of mulch, which yeah. sometimes is just a little too much. But then, like, this being the first that I've smelled it for the season is kind of just that spring is coming you know and it's 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 well, kind of an it's not a terrible smell after a long winter smelling the mulch is pretty exciting <laughs> yeah. quite honestly yeah. i'm like yes it's mulch season <laughs> but um but, mulch is really important but you want to really look at your mulches if for in your gardens mm-hmm. um i use a shredded hardwood mulch and um there's so many kinds of mulches out there you really want to keep away from the dyed mulches Things that are dyed have, they're dyed, and those, those chemicals are going into your soil, into where your plants are. And I get lots of people that say to me, but Nan, it's so pretty. And, yeah. and uh, there are people that that appeals to, and, but I tell them, but you're poisoning your soil. Uh-huh. You know, for me, the, the flowers are very pretty, and I would rather nurture them than put a toxic mulch on top of them. Mm-hmm. Another thing is with the dyed mulches, they're usually made up of chipped pallets that come from shipping containers. Oh. A lot of them come from overseas, and oh. sometimes they create um, types of mold viruses that can actually grow in your garden. I was going to ask so. about that because sometimes we get like weird, like white moldy stuff we get that grows some on crazy top. looking things that are probably mushrooms, but yeah. they're like, what's huge. that about? Is that that? Well, mulch, mulch is breaking down and mycelium is everywhere. That's the, you know, with all your, uh, your mushrooms grow on. It's everywhere. In fact, I recently heard a TED talk on how it holds the world together. Oh. And it was a fascinating talk. It's creeping <laughs> me but, out. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's it's no. interesting. But I get or I get organic mushrooms and that that come up over that. I mean, they're not edible, but they do come up in my hardwood mulch sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm not really concerned about those, but the ones they do have mulches that'll um you never put mulch right up to your house. You mm-hmm. always want to have a barrier between your house and mulch. Why is that? Because sometimes they they have um all sorts of mushrooms that create these spores that will throw them onto your house. And then what? And then and into your house. And you'll see black spots on your house. Oh. And it's really aesthetically not pleasing, and and it it becomes um, an issue. You have to power wash it. You have to remove the mulch. You have to bag it up. You have to. It's a whole issue. So it's best not to mulch right up next to any kind of house. Hmm. You know, leave leave a barrier, and um, make sure you spread your mulch around and use a hardwood mulch, because the hardwood mulch is going to break down and is going to help with your soil. It's going to add to your soil, and over the years, your soil will be building up. So that's like that rich kind of 
So, so what is, besides red mulch, how do, how do you know if, it's, if you're getting dyed mulch, or is that a stupid question? Well, lots of times it says it right on the bag. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's red, there's red, there's black. You know, okay. um, lots of times it says it right on the back. It does, okay. Yeah, and if it doesn't look and smell natural, it probably isn't. Mm. You Good know? rule of thumb. <laughs> yeah, I usually rip the bags open. I'm really particular. You know, I rip a bag open. I'm like, I want to smell it. I want to yeah. touch it before I buy yeah. it. Yeah. But if you're going to a great garden center, like you mentioned, exactly. then you know, you can always ask. <laughs> like, I love, um, what's what's out by, it's on 625. Black Creek? Black Creek. Is a, if you've mm-hmm. never been, it's a great place to go, yeah. especially for herbs. Um, and they have so much mulch, like yeah. so many different kinds of mulch. You can do it oh, by yeah. the, the car truckload or whatever and great bags oh, of mulch. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, but if you, like Nan suggests, go to a reputable local place, mm-hmm. they'll mm-hmm. be able to tell you. I like pine bark nuggets. Is that pine weird? Bark, pine, pine bark nice. nuggets. Like they're big pieces. Mm-hmm. I don't know oh. if it takes, is that okay to put in the garden, the pine oh, bark yeah. nuggets? Because it takes longer to It takes longer or? for them to break down. You know, I like to shred it because I want it to break down because mm-hmm. I'm really using it as a soil amendment. Mm-hmm. You know, it will become a soil amendment no matter what, it's going to break down. Mm-hmm. You know, that'll just take a little longer. Mine breaks down pretty quickly. Okay. Yeah. What other tips have you got there? I see a list. Oh, I have a big list. I want to get like, <laughs> I want to get onto that list. Like I want to find out like what the whole scoop is that well, she might be holding back on us. <laughs> My secrets. Um, before you mulch, you, you do some, when they throw some compost down, this is how we're going to feed our plants. And this is the best time to do it. So I'll throw a light layer of compost all over my flower beds. And then I will, I will mulch it with my shredded pine bark mulch. Do you mean compost that you have been making? Or do you take like your today's stuff from your soup and put it out underneath oh, the mulch? No, no. Okay. No, I, it's <laughs> compost I've been making. Okay. Or you can purchase it. You can purchase bags of compost. Mm-hmm. You know, I just put a light layer down. Um, as it rains, the nutrients will get into your soil. And it's probably why my mulch breaks down pretty quickly, because then I'm putting shredded mulch on top. Mm. It just is a nice little feeding way to feed them. If you do have roses, something you just brought up. Oh. If you do have roses, you want to take your banana peels, and you can put them right on oh. the soil next to the, uh, next to the rose roots. Mm-hmm. And then put some light compost down, and then your mulch. Nobody will know they're there. But they do like the banana peels. I have wow. the most beautiful rose bush that I picked up at Landis Valley, that, um, far, mm. uh, the oh, I herb love, fair. I love it there. Oh, if you ever want to go, it's in May, and it's usually near Mother's Day weekend. And they have um, local high school. The local high school comes in and does, I can't even know. I mean, it's probably like three dozen types of tomatoes. Oh, wow. Um, but there are all kinds of growers, and a lot of them are heirloom or heritage um, plants. Mm-hmm. And they got the most beautiful, like, wow. rose bush. You should really check that. The and kids might like nice. that. Yeah, I didn't know they like bananas. Yeah, yeah, they like the banana peels. I hate bananas, so Just put the peel it's a symbiotic the... relationship, I guess. <laughs> Someone should eat the bananas. <laughs> we can feed them to the roses. Between eggs and bananas, your compost is gross not too. Gonna... No, I... <laughs> Your compost is failing, Phoebe. Does it take, yeah, does it take <laughs> alcohol? <laughs> gin? <laughs> I've never gardened with gin, I can tell you that. You should try. <laughs> Maybe I'm missing out on something. <laughs> But um, I do have some other really great spring tips for you. Um, the bulbs are coming up right now, and we plant those in the fall. So it's a little late to plant your bulbs if you want to see them blooming this year. However, Easter is early this year, um, falling in April. Um, so after Easter, all those bulbs that everybody's trying to sell you, 
lots of times are trying to get rid of them a couple weeks after Easter, and they, and you can buy like an, an Easter lily for like a dollar, and that and I go scoop them up. I also okay. go to like the um, fire companies that oh. they want to get rid of those bulbs, and I just they'll hand them to you. Oh, and then I plant them in my garden. I just go home. I let I leave the green on, whatever's you know whatever's blooming, whatever's left. I dig holes in the garden and I stick them in. And the next year, I have tons of lilies and tons yeah. of hyacinths. I didn't know you could do that. And it's that. totally free. I thought they were like once and done. And you just have to have that like perfect wink and smile. Yeah, like yeah. when you're driving up, <laughs> you get, like yeah. that laugh, and she's like, "Oh, oh can I have thank this? you? <laughs> I'll take your garbage." How do you how do you ask for that? I mean, how does that come up? What do you? Oh, what? I I I, I actually stalk out where people oh. are selling them. <laughs> you do, and then I'm she like, I'm circling back uh, like a week or two later. I will even drive around and watch their flowers fade. And oh then I'll be my. like, you know what? If I give them 50 cents on the on the pot, they're going to be happy. Yeah. But for me, I'm getting that flower forever. Yeah. You right. know, and I, I plant it right in my garden. So here's something about that, because I really, I did think that bulbs were sort of once done. You plant, they bloom, they're done. And yeah. then I, I was talking to a friend of mine today and she, um, she has paper white bulbs at her desk, which I think are so pretty. And she said she has bulbs all over her house. Um, in sort of like a little vessel with oh. rocks and water, and she has things blooming all year round. Is that you can do that? That's called forcing. Mm-hmm. Um, you can take any bulb and um, the tulips, the hyacinths, the um, daffodils, and of course the paper whites, which are so popular to do that. And you can put them in little jars of water. In fact, they make special jars for that. Or you can you can put them in. I like to put them in pots with um, rocks, like like small has, pebbles, because yeah. mm-hmm. they tend to get really tall and fall over. So I tend to put them in with the rocks, so it, it holds them up a little easier. Mm-hmm. You can do that year round. Um, I do it in my house. I know I have posted about that in the past. In the middle of winter, when it was so bad, I was planting some paper whites because right. I was like, you we need some flowers, some, something growing. Yeah. yeah. I, that is that is one way to grow them, but I I really stick them in the ground. Well, I didn't mean to take you away from spring. What else you got? Oh, well, we're coming up on May, and May fifteenth is our last frost date, and I do want to mention that. May 15th. And after May fifteenth, we can put just about anything out. So if you have seriously, because I really doubt that. Like I mean, considering <laughs> like the weather we've had, like into I know April. it ma- it makes yeah. me nervous too. But mm-hmm. you know, I've never been failed by May fifteenth. Okay. In fact, I think they push it back a little mm-hmm. so that <laughs> so it's definitely yeah, safe. so like it's safe. Okay, and you can get your dahlias in May fifteenth, and everything else can be planted out in the garden after May fifteenth. Um, you know, you can garden just about anywhere. I just want to mention that, and uh, you know, I hope everybody finds a way to garden and a place to garden. So even it's my front important. yard. Yay. I'm, I'm still, excited. Still rooting for that. For your front yard. Mm-hmm. So is that the yeah. best of the best of um, Chubby Pickle Farms for mm-hmm. getting through the April showers mm-hmm. to May flowers? This and um, I do want to say that if you do like asparagus, this is the time to plant them. Oh. Start your asparagus bed. Make sure you start it with some really good compost. They love compost. Buy crowns as opposed to seed. It'll take you three years so you can harvest them. So you want to build a nice bed and make sure it's nicely fertilized 
but you will be rewarded with delicious asparagus. You must have some coming up soon. I absolutely do. Okay. <laughs> Every day I'm like, this is happening. We should like Cause... scout her house and like find out when those dates are. Like she scouts like yes. the flower people. And be like, oh, I can see like the asparagus yeah. coming up. I don't know if I have the patience to wait for three years for asparagus, but I, you're. I didn't think I did either, and is, I did. I didn't think point. I did. Yeah, mm-hmm. that could work. You know, and, and it goes fast. I didn't think I did it. When I first planned him, I was like, oh, my goodness, three years. Are you kidding me? And, you know, the third year, I was like, it's the third year. It's the third year. Oh, my. I got so excited. I went running out back. I'm like, are they coming up? Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm so excited. Something to look forward to every yeah. day. Yeah. yeah. And now it's just a part, you know, I know that they're coming in spring. Mm-hmm. She's just so happy all the time, isn't she? I know. I know. Really, she smiles a lot. Yeah. Oh, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Being outside, being in the sun, being in the rain, being outside. But you're like this all yeah. the time. <laughs> so I'm so glad you came. Delightful. And shared your happy spirit, especially yeah. with gardening and inspiration. Because I know a lot of people love what you do. Mm-hmm. Thanks for having yeah. me. I really appreciate it. Well, yeah, Thanks definitely. Thanks for spreading the good word. Yes. I mean the good mulch. Yes. No. <laughs> that, that didn't work. That was kind of funny. It was funny, yeah. I wish maybe. we had a laugh track. Ooh, that's what we should we do need. that. We need a laugh track. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we're anyway. so glad we came. Thank you so much. Thank you, Nan. Well, thanks yeah. for having me, and I wish everybody happy gardening. Happy gardening. And thanks so much for listening in. Yay. Again. So, yeah, so catch us next time. Um, this is Phoebe. And this is Tracy. And Tracy's fabulous. We's, oh, Phoebe's so wonderful. No, you are. No, you are. Oh, my gosh. Well, go on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We love gin cocktails. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So thank you so much for listening in. Make sure to um, catch me at Phoebe'sPureFood.com for all the best in food, where to eat, and great tips. And you'll find connections like Nan of Chubby Pickle Farms. So thanks so much for listening in. Catch you later.